Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, what's up? This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. My name is Michael Rappaport on today's brand new back-breaking I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Nike makes Colin Kaepernick the face of the Just Do It 30th anniversary campaign. Rapper Machine Gun Kelly clapped back at Slim Shady. And it's National I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Day. That's right. Today is National I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Day. We're breaking it all down with me and G. Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty, Miles Jordan. Let's start this off with something real nice, something real proper. All right, people ask me for advice all the time. Sports advice, life advice, betting advice, okay? And and I'm going to be honest. I can't guarantee who's going to win what game. But I can tell you, who you're betting on is just as important as where you're placing your bets. And the only place I put my bets is at mybookie.ag. 
MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. They've been the best in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy as shit to use. You win, they pay. That's it. You win, they pay at MyBookie.ag. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over and under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar, dollar for dollar. Use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, to activate the offer now. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code RAPAPORT when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. That's it. Go to mybookie.ag now. All right. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. White Mike, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting. I'm here with G. Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty, the three-time podcast co-host of the year and you are now rocking with the best this is the i am rapaport stereo podcast and today september 4th is national i am rapaport stereo podcast day how does that feel moody that we 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 have an entire day like they have like bicycle riding day they have uh gerbil day they have carrot cake day and they inscribed us into all these wacky days. Today is National I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Day. Did you ever think that hip hop would take it this far, Moody? Nah, man. Um, but we who who deserves it more than us? Uh, we put the work in, so you get rewarded. Of uh, course, the work, the craftsmanship. Absolutely, the work. The, the, the dedication to the craft, the dedication to the craftsmanship, uh, the tenacity, the uh, willingness uh, uh, to live, learn, and improve, to elevate the podcast. Of course, we would get our own uh, national day. So uh, absolutely hit us with uh, national I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Day uh, on, online, uh, social media, uh, we want to we want to build this thing. Uh, we want to have this every year. Uh, we were fortunate to get it this year, um, and and I'm I'm sure next year we'll get it back because if they could have an entire day dedicated to pet bunny rabbits, why the fuck can't they have an entire day dedicated to the world's best podcast? Uh, hell yeah, no doubt about. It. Mm. So we're heading into the last quarter of 2018. September is upon us. Um, it's crazy. September, October, November, December. That's it. it it's over. It, it's so fast, man. It just it just showed you how how fast life is, and we don't we don't really realize uh, how fast time is. So, yo, that's why we pay attention and we have a good time and enjoy life. Especially, especially as you get older, time uh, it goes faster. When you're young, you don't know what the fuck's going on. You have yeah. no clue. You're just trying to. You, you're just waiting for till three o'clock or three thirty. Oh yeah. That was my main yeah. agenda. That was my main focus on time. Three o'clock. 
When's that fucking bell gonna ring so I could get the fuck out of this 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 school? That's the only I thing I cared about. I wasn't thinking about next Tuesday, September, last quarters of the year, spring, winter. You just when the fuck is the bell gonna ring and when do I have my two weeks off for Christmas and the the week off for Thanksgiving and 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 the spring break and then summer. And I didn't even yeah. know when the fuck you went back. Your father or your mother or your mother and your father would just be like, you got school tomorrow and you just go. It's it. There was no school shopping. There was no, it was just, it was different. It was different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I am happy about uh, today being international. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast Day. Later on in the show, uh, it, it wouldn't be a, a, a complete I am Rapport Stereo Podcast Day uh, without bringing in the young shooter, Dean Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and let's get into it. I mean, it's it's September, man. It's September 4th. This week, this week, Thursday night, the NFL starts, and I am I am so fucking excited. They used to say on uh, NFL, are you ready for some football? And I say, fuck, yes, I am ready for some football. Uh, Nick Foles and the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles shout out to the entire Philadelphia Rapper Pack um are going to be playing the Atlanta Falcons who 2 years ago uh if you uh don't remember lost to those same New England Patriots uh that uh the Eagles just beat um uh, lost. don't use that word lost they choked oh they 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 choked they f- yeah they fucked up. And, and you know, they have a good team this year, uh, but it, it, it listen, getting to a Super Bowl, so many factors have to fall into place. Injuries, luck. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's such a tricky sport. And, you know, one thing could change and you never, ever get back. And Atlanta was so good and they had that game and they fucking blew it. Yeah, they, they're not getting back in our lifetime. That's it. When you lose something like that, no, when you choke like that, uh, the, the organization never recovered and uh, will be in our parade before they win another Super Bowl. <laughs> so football starts, fantasy football starts. Um, uh, I can't wait for all of it. Uh, my Stern Show draft went fantastic. Uh, oh, really? I, oh, it was gorgeous. Dominated the draft. Uh, right. uh, it was it was great. And, and, and it's on and popping. It's on and popping Thursday night. Philadelphia versus Atlanta on NBC. I can't wait. Everybody's pumped. Um, the Raiders uh, got rid of. We talked about this last week with our guy Warren Sapp, the Live from Boston episode. Uh, the Raiders uh, uh, got rid of Khalil Mack, uh, former mm-hmm. Defensive Player of the Year, uh, who was in a contract negotiation all summer. Um and he signed with the Chargers, not Chargers, with the Bears, Chicago Bears, um, for basically nothing, a couple of draft picks. And I was really thinking, um, listen, it's a business, and you know you got to trust John Gruden. But John Gruden is making $100 million guaranteed. He's making more money than 99.9% of the players in the league. Wow. And he's been out of the league. For 10 years. That, that doesn't one, really one bother me because I, I trust he's going to do his thing. I don't think we're going to have like a Phil Jackson situation with the New York Knicks. Like the guy's a football, like he lives, breathes it. He's all in. But but when you think about that, that a coach who who's not playing, 
who, um, you know, I mean, I guess in a sense, John Gruden brings asses in the seats in the beginning because he brings a certain style and excitement. But at the end of the day, um, if they're not doing well, uh, like they're not going to still come see John Gruden. Like you could be on a team like, let's say, Carolina Panthers. If if Panthers aren't doing well, fans will still want to see Cam Newton because he's that special. A hundred million dollars they're paying him, and they got rid of uh, defensive player of the year Khalil Mack. Uh, uh, he was defensive player like two seasons ago, uh, maybe three. It's the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast. If you've never listened to the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast, uh, one rule that you need to uh, 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 always remember is we don't fact check. Um, but mm-hmm. Khalil Mack is like a dominating uh, defensive player. He's linebacker. He could play uh, defensive end. He, he's just one of those like forces. And they traded him. And and he got his money with Chicago. Um, he, he, he I think he got uh, – he's, he's making a little bit more than Aaron Donald, the other defensive player from the L.A. Rams – that um, was holding out Le'Veon Bell, who was picked in a lot of people's drafts. He said he was signing. He said he was signing. He hasn't actually signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers yet. No, he's under contract. Hey. This dude is under contract, man. He's got another year. Yo, oh, if, if he holds out, it's on him, and he'll lose money, and um, he has another year. So I don't know what, what – you know, play the game, man. Yeah, I, I – I'm not kidding I, that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, you know, I, I, I think – um, my man Steve Smith Sr. hit me the other day, and he said, what, what would you do if you were um, commissioner for a day? And I, I would say that, you know, whether you're, you know, Le'Veon Bell, we know him. Aaron Donald, we know him. Khalil Max, like the stars, uh, Aaron Rodgers, of course, Tom Brady, and, and the list of stars, you know, the Julio Jones, like the Dominican Seuss, the, 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 yeah. you know, the stars of the league, you know, they're all starting to get more uh, um, guaranteed money. But for NFL... For them to be able to just cut you and not pay you anything in a sport where the chances of you not getting hurt are higher than the chances of you uh, getting hurt. I don't know if I said that right. It might be flip-flop again. Uh, You're you're bound to get hurt. And the fact that they could just cut you, bye-bye, send you on your way, give you some treatment, uh, you know, give you some, some tape and some ice and send you on your way is crazy to me. I, I just think it's crazy, and 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 like I said, the stars are gonna they're gonna have a, a, a lot of that money, but some of them, even some of those guys, like some of the bigger name people, like they don't have a lot of guaranteed money. And you know, you think like, oh, he made twenty five million dollars. That's great, but when your career ends and you're twenty five and you've made twenty five million dollars, you're not necessarily set for life. I'm, that's a lot more than most people make, but it's not like you're living, uh, you know, on MTV crib style of life uh, uh, for making that money. So. I don't know. There's there's bum there's bum two guards in the NBA that we wouldn't know if we saw walking down the street that make way more money. It's a different business model. It's a different business. There are 52 or 53 players on every team. It's a lot to go around, and 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 there is a food chain. But I just think that somehow or another it needs to be figured out. Um, it was uh, announced uh, the other day that uh, former San Francisco 49er Colin Kaepernick will be part of the 30th anniversary of Nike's Just Do It campaign. If you have uh, not been living under a rock, uh, it's one of the most iconic you know, campaigns for any brand, Just Do It. Um, they, it's the 30th anniversary, which is crazy. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, so him, uh, Kaepernick, Serena, 
Odell Beckham and a, and a, and a handful of other act, uh, athletes are the faces of it. And, and Kaepernick's was the first to be put out. And uh, there's a lot of comments, criticism on Kaepernick being, it said they, they've been paying him all along. Um, and the ad says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Nike symbol, just do it. Um, oh, my God. Uh, what, 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 do you have a, a takes on this, Moody? Is he going to talk? I mean, people want to hear what, what you have to say now. How do you feel about Eric Reed? How, how do you feel about him not getting uh, a job, the safety for the what, 49ers? Uh, the 26-year-old safety, he's a, like a top 10, top 15. That, to me, is because it's a safety and he's not a, a, a quarterback, and unless you're like a football fan, he's a safety for the San Francisco 49ers. That is even crazier than Kaepernick because there's no uh, excuse like, oh, well, he wasn't playing good, he wasn't producing. Like, this dude was really, like, uh, there's no, like, there's nothing, there's nothing football-wise that you could use against Eric Reed. Right. And he's oh, not okay. in football. He has not played another football game. And he was a San Francisco 49er who was, was uh, kneeling alongside of uh, Colin Kaepernick. Right. So now, if, if Nike's going to make this guy a, a, a type of spokesman, spokesperson, I'd like to hear him talk. I, I, I'd like to hear, you know, um, how, how do you feel now? What, 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 what are you doing now? You're not in the league. Are you still trying to play football? What, or did, did you give it up and, and devote all your life to activism. Where, where, where do you stand? Um, so, so I'd like to hear that. Um, I, yeah, I would like to hear him speak too. I think for him, he's like on some action, speak louder than words. Um, and he's like, yo, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm living my life. I'm staying ready. Uh, if I get a chance to play football. And I think, you know, occasionally you'll see him like, you know, he, he he definitely is about that activism life. Uh, people are up in arms about it. This is how I feel about it now that it's been like, what are we, two years since this has happened? Yo, this dude is doing his thing. This dude is is committed to standing uh, uh, by and standing up for what he believes in. The fact that he's not in football, and like I said, the fact that uh, safety Eric Reed, defensive safety Eric Reed is not in football, I mean, is insane to me. It's insane to me that he's completely out of the league. Like, it's totally crazy that both these guys are out of football. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. And, you know, like, the grievances and, and the stuff that he filed, he's he's going to court. Like, he's going to a very public, uh, it's going to be a very watched uh, case against the NFL. Like, there's some collusion and some conspiracy to keep him out of the NFL. And if they, uh, you know, if they, if it's real, it's... Shit, it's real. I'll tell you, the owners—they don't they, they're not—they don't want that in in, in their organization. No, no owner is going to be like bring this, bring this guy in. And then they tried to give Eric Reed a job. They called him in and said, "Yo, um, will, will you be kneeling?" And he said, "Oh, I don't know." So you didn't give him a uh, definitive answer. So they're not going to bring that into their business, into their league. They're not going to going to do that. It's, it's, it's equivalent to. You own in a barbershop, rap, and um, I'm one of your barbers, and I begin to protest in the shop, right? And that stops customers from coming in. What are you going to do with me? Are you going to allow me to continue to do that and kill your business? Because if that happens, then you're guilty. You're, you're guilty for the business closing because you didn't keep me out of here because I turned off all the customers. So 
I understand them not bringing them in here because, yo, you're going to you want to overturn this car. We trying to the NFL. We trying to give it back. Yo, with the with the helmets and the new rule. Yo, they don't want that. Three years now of, of kneeling. I mean, now move on to solutions and deal with uh deal with the solution. Deal with uh, uh like some of the cats is doing, but they're not going to have that in their league, and that's their right. It's your right to kneel, and it's their right to say get the fuck out of here. And and it's and it's his right if if he thinks like he's been fucked uh, to sue yep. him. And exactly. if they and if it yep. was found out it was a conspiracy and it was sort of like a plan to keep him out, uh, then he's gonna get. Uh, uh, he, it's gonna. This is not gonna end. It, this we're we're in such a fucking crazy time right now with these these the Twitter gangbangers and the Twitter police of all shapes and sizes, whether it's fucking uh, the 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 fucking snowflake Twitter, the Republican Twitter. Black Twitter, Puerto Rican Twitter, Asian Twitter. They're like fucking gangbangers. And they think, oh, we're gonna right. we're gonna go after them. We're gonna get this guy. Yeah. And we're gonna and then people are supposed to be like, and the crazy thing about it is that, you know, these these networks and, and these businesses, they're looking at Twitter as if this is like like a real a real indication of how people feel. And and it's right. fucked up because they, they they do it from from a place of fear. It's like I'll give you an example. Nielsen ratings, the TV ratings, which we've talked about on this show, which in your life, Gerald, have you ever met anybody who's had a Nielsen box with your family, your cousins in South Carolina, all the people that you've met in your 49 years on this earth? Have you ever met a person that's part of the Nielsen ratings? I don't know. Not one. Me neither. I never heard I never heard a motherfucker even talk about it. Me neither. You've never met one. I've never met one either. And these Nielsen ratings are how... The television industry will cancel or or resubscribe or re up a television show, and it's like not, I've never met one person in, in all the people that I've come across in my forty eight years, and I've met all sorts of different kinds of people who's had a Nielsen box, whose parents had a Nielsen box. Twitter, you could get like a hundred tweets from some assholes going. Uh, Rappaport's a fuck. Rappaport's this. And then people be like, oh no, what'd you do on Twitter? Who cares about those hundred tweets? Like right. 70, 75 of them might even be fucking robots. Who cares? People right. g- giving power to this Twitter shit, whether you agree with it or not agree with it, uh, uh, whether it's something you're for or against, it doesn't matter. But people like, you know, get so, that's why when people try to come at me in Twitter, I'm like, suck my fucking dick. I say it. Unfold it, unfold it, uh, clean it or not clean it, but suck this pipe. That's what I say. Oh. That's what I say, and then then, then that could that could add more fuel to the fire. But that's what that's what I say. You've seen me say that. Suck my dad. Yeah, I, suck my dad. I see you. I, I see you. And like you said about Twitter, um, I saw that with that that Reverend that uh, you what eulogized Aretha Franklin at the funeral of uh, Reverend Jasper Williams of Atlanta. He was catching so much heat. You see, for telling, holding a mirror up to black America, you know, and he catching so much heat. So, of course, he's a cool, he's a Tom, he's this. But examine what the guy said. Like like I said before. Let, let, let's Rockets, play a little clip of, of what he said. Now, he said many, many, many things. He talked for a good 20 to 30 minutes. And, and that was right. what they asked. He, he eulogized Aretha Franklin's father, uh, the reverend. Um, and yeah. he's part of their family. Um, and people were uh, up in arms about what he said. 
And at one point during the eulogy, because I was watching some of the Aretha Franklin uh, uh, services, I said, uh, the reverend is kicking a lot of shit. And then, you know, quote unquote, because these quote unquote black Twitter could be quote unquote Russian robot Twitter. Like not everybody on quote unquote black Twitter is quote unquote actually black. But 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 right. you, you know what I mean? So it's like I don't know who you is. It could be. It could be. So, yeah. Some of them could, could be. be. Some of them could not be. Some of them could be fucking. You know, uh, who knows what they are? It could be white supremacists. Oh, you know, who knows? Right. Who knows? The, the majority of them are faceless, and they have LeBron James or Kendrick Lamar or fucking you know <laughs> a picture of like you know dice or 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 you know motorcycles. I don't know who the fuck you are. So you're talking shit to me, and traditionally. Uh, emphatically, I talk shit right back. I've made it clear so on happened? Twitter. Anyone can get it. If you're going to talk disrespectfully to me and all I see is the avatar picture, you're going to get it back. I've said this many times publicly. I don't understand what's so... Uh, and, and then when I, when, I, when I kick it back, why are you up in arms? Like, oh, you have no right to say anything. No, Bash. You have no right to say anything to me. Mm-hmm. thinking right. that you're not going to get it back. But let's play a clip of uh, one of the things that, that he said. Where is your soul? And so, if you choose to ask me today, uh, do black lives matter? Let me answer like this. No, black lives do not matter. Black lives will not matter. Black lives ought not matter. Black lives should not matter. Black lives must not matter until black people start respecting black lives and start killing ourselves. Black lives can never matter. I mean, listen, this is a hard pill to swallow and, and this is a crass, real thing to say. Uh, and, and, and based on quote-unquote, and I say quote-unquote black Twitter, me as a white person, I, ha- I shouldn't speak on this. So I'll turn this over to, to, to you uh, for this, uh, Moody, since I, I, yes. black Twitter uh, told me. Gladly. Uh, w- what is your, your opinion on this? And he's fucking right, man. I said that on air years ago. Um, he, he is no need to pat right. yourself on the back. I'm, I'm talking now. Uh, okay, all right. But he just kind of reiterated what I said. But what I'm saying is, I asked that question. Like, but let's start with the, with the Black Lives Matter. Let's start with that. If Black Lives Matter, right? Really matters. Um, why is it only with the only outrage when a cop, a white cop, is involved? Now we have Chicago. They had fucking. It was like Berlin over there the last fucking um uh two weeks. Or ten people got killed one week. 75 people shot, and they, they didn't solve any of these fucking things. And where was the outrage? Am I missing it? Oh, uh, well, that, that's very uh, uh, well put, Moody. Um, Steve Bannon, Sloppy Steve Bannon, I gave him that name first. I, I, I gave him the name Sloppy Steve Bannon before Donald Trump, uh, a.k.a. Dick Stain Donald Trump, called him Sloppy Steve Bannon. Sloppy Steve Bannon was invited and uninvited to speak at the New Yorker Festival within a matter of hours. Uh, the New Yorker Festival is like some, a very hipster, highfalutin, 
a festival, uh, uh, you know, in New York City where they have speakers, they have comedians, and Judd Apatow spoke out. He said, if Sloppy Steve Bannon, he didn't call him Sloppy Steve, if he's invited to speak there, I won't show up. And then this other uh, uh, comedian who I like, I like Judd, Judd Apatow too. We, we've known him since, shit, 88 from the improv. Um, uh, this other comedian, uh, fuck is his name? Something Minaj. Uh, he, he's funny. I like this, his Netflix special. He said basically he wouldn't show up. And um, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Now, when I saw that uh, sloppy Steve Bannon was going to be a speaker or be interviewed by the editor of New Yorker magazine, my first thought was, New York, you better, you better boo this cocksucker off the stage. Like, like my thing, I looked at the date and I was like, I have to see if I could be in New York because I want to go to this and heckle this cocksucker. That was my thought. Like, I don't have a problem with them inviting him. Like, I think, uh, I, I've said this before, I like people like that to share their views because it takes it from out of the back shadows out of the uh, cracks and crevices let this fucking guy go up there and speak and it's new york represent you represent boo this cocksucker bring the tomatoes uh bring the eggs bring the pies and throw it at this fuck you know and th that's how i feel i'm not saying incite violence i'm not with the violence but a tomato to the face a, a blueberry pie to the face and egging a motherfucker. I was like, I, I want to go to this because I want to heckle this fucking guy. I want to get thrown out. I want to buy tickets and get thrown the fuck out for disturbing his interview. Like, so, but now um, because of all the uproar, um, uh, he, he's no longer invited. But, th but this is, uh, this is, this is New York. See, uh, and, and I do get it. I do get it. This is the same reason why Dick Stane, Donald Trump, uh, who's from the borough of Queens, has not showed up publicly to New York since he was elected president because he knows that New Yorkers in New York City, in the five boroughs, we, we know his type. And they'll say, well, New York is a traditionally democratic place. Motherfucker, you haven't been to your hometown since. You should be, you should be like, there should be parades for you. You're a hometown hero, right, Dick Stein? Steve Bannon at least had the balls to try to show up, and now they, they took away his invite. Oh, they did. Oh, they did survive it. Well, I mean, I knew that was going to happen, man. I mean, like I said, New York, New York City, New York State, uh, uh, it's it, it, liberal, it's left. They're not going to allow that guy to, to come in because he wouldn't be able to say anything. He, would, he wouldn't get through whatever he was talking because there would be too much in the crowd. That's what happened. It happened in, in a matter of hours. They invited the fuck and then they uninvited the fuck all over in one uh, uh, yeah. late, Labor Day weekend. Um, uh, James Dolan... Uh, I was going to say blues guitarist, uh, James Dolan. Uh, he's the owner of the Knicks. You, you know he's in a blues band. If, if yeah, billionaire blues man. <laughs> you know, uh, J yeah, James Dolan, a uh, uh, billionaire blues man uh, from the famous billionaire blues boys uh, band. Um, he, he clapped back because there was this New York Knicks fan who was trying to auction off his Knicks loyalty on eBay. And and James Dolan because he gets involved with all the all the right things, um, you know he he clapped back and he said well, you know we're sure our millions of loyal Knicks fans won't mind losing this attention grabbing gentleman. Uh, we remain focused on the upcoming season with a hardworking team that is proud to represent New York and its dedicated fans. Uh, James Dolan, sell the fucking team, please. Sell the fucking team. You, you, you're like a fucking hangnail. 
uh, like an ingrown nail that the only way it needs to be removed, the only way it can be removed is to surgically remove it. We need to go to a podiatrist, cut the fucking nail open, and remove it. He, yeah, I, I heard. I, go ahead. I, I heard he was selling the team. What happened? Nah, that's bullshit. He's not selling the fucking team. Oh, man. I mean, I, I can't see him selling it. I can't see him. What is he going to do? Tour the, the Delta and, and, and with his blues band? Like, tour uh, Gut Bucket South uh, and, and just become a full-time blues guy? I wouldn't sell the team. James Dolan did what the fans asked. He, he, he stepped aside. Phil Jackson uh, ran it into the ground even further. So James Dolan had a press conference saying, yo, I don't know basketball. I'm going to step aside. I'm going to let this guy do it. And he did that. To his credit, you got to give it to him. He I agree. That. I agree. At this point. And, and Phil Jackson ran it into the ground. I agree. And yo. Phil Jackson, like Phil Jackson was like the fucking, the final nail in the coffin. He, yeah, he, he really, that motherfucker shouldn't be paid. Talk, talk about a guy who shouldn't be paid. Like, if I was, if I was uh, 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 Dolan, I'd be like, yo, man, I'm suing you for something, motherfucker. You're not just yeah. getting out of here with all that money. We, 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 yeah. We're trying to find breach of contract or something, or you didn't do your job or something. That was the last money grab. Motherfucker, almost 80 years old, whatever. Yo, he didn't want to do it. I, nah. I mean, the papers would say he, was, he kept upping. The ass is upping the money. So, yo, you're going to give me $20 million per year or some shit like that? Uh, all right, I'll do it. Fuck it. And, and I am in good standing. These, these rumors that he would be falling asleep uh, um, during players' uh, workouts, I, yeah. will never, uh, uh, I will never reveal my sources, but I do have sources. I am in very, very good standing that someone told me very good source that, yes, in fact, they did see that motherfucker fall. Imagine your, your, your entire dream to make it to the NBA. And you're, you're a few steps away from the finish line. You get, to, you get to work out for the New York Knicks. And while you're working out, you see the most coveted, most uh, 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 crowned, most winning coach in NBA history in the gym falling asleep while you're running up and down the court doing fucking dribbling drills for him. Imagine yeah, how that would yeah. make you feel. Like, you're, you're, your whole life, you're like, oh, and you're like, oh, and there's Phil Jackson. Wait. Oh, shit, that motherfucker's sleeping while I'm doing yeah, three-point shooting uh, uh, drills. Um, I wanted to clarify this very clearly. One of my favorite performers of all time, Eddie Murphy, uh, he is humongously influential. I talk about De Niro. I talk about Stallone. Eddie Murphy is tremendously influential to not just uh, myself, but many others. But Eddie Murphy, without Eddie Murphy doing his thing, Saturday Night Live, his stand-up, his whole style, uh, all that stuff, he, he, he put the battery in my back to even make me think about uh, uh, trying to get into uh, this racket of uh, business show. Eddie Murphy is expecting his 10th child, his 10th child. Now, people have come to me and said, you need to anoint Eddie Murphy as a stick man. The man is putting it down incredibly. And I will say this. I will say this. I, I thought about it. I ran the numbers. Just because you have children doesn't make you a stick man. Yes, Eddie Murphy is very impressive. 10 kids, 
He's a, a, a family man. He loves uh, kids. Uh, you know, he, he, he's very proud of his kids. He, he loves being a father, obviously. Jesus Christ. Obviously. But just because you could skeet, see? Just because he's a fantastic skeeter and loves uh, family doesn't mean he is a stick man. Just because you bang uh, plethories and hundreds and hundreds of women doesn't make you a stick man. That makes you, uh, that can make you an irresponsible fuck. So I have to say this. There was a time when Eddie Murphy in the 80s, before he was married, was, was in fact one of the great stick men. Okay. Then he got married. Uh, then he got divorced, and now he's having his tenth kid uh, uh, with with his girlfriend. I have to say, all that, all those numbers being evaluated and and, and being well thought out, and and putting it into machines and data and all that stuff, and in fact, fact checking. This does not make Eddie Murphy a stick man having his tenth kid. I'm sorry, people. No, it does not make him a stick man. It makes him a, a person who loves family and who loves having kids. Doesn't necessarily make you a stick man. Nah, he's not on the list. But Eddie Murphy is that dude. And congrats to one of the world's greatest comedians. Oh, he's ridiculous. Um, uh, I'm going to talk about it later on in the show with uh, the shooter, Dean Collins. Uh, I released an impulsive uh, uh, emergency I Am Rapport Stereo podcast the other day about the Eminem um, record Kamikaze. Uh, and oh, yeah. uh, since since that episode, um, one rapper has shot back uh, this rapper who I think is talented. He's not great. Um, Machine Gun Kelly. Never heard any yeah. of his songs. I've seen him on like, uh, 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 you know, Funk Flex uh, rhyming and stuff like that. He, he's not bad. He's, he's solid. Uh, I wanted to ask you to put uh, some Eminem in perspective, uh, Mr. Moody. Oh, Eminem is... is- it's one of the one, one of the best, man. One of the best lyricists, you know. That's clear. Um, and he came out there and he went at these guys. But I was making the point that, yo, know, you're you're kind of like spitting in the wind because these guys don't view themselves as MCs or the competition. Like I'm spitting rhymes and and I'm battling and, and I'm dope. Or, it's not it's not hip hop music in the way we know. So you like you going at them. But they're like, yo, we're not, we, 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 we're trap. It's trap music. We, we, we don't, it's not competition. They, they're different. It's a different, it's a different uh, time. And I'm glad to see that white cat, Machine Gun Kelly. I listened to the joint. He's coming at him. I was glad that, yo, somebody had the balls to say, yo, fuck it. He's he rapping about other cats. So I'm coming at him. So Machine Gun Kelly, just the fact that you spit at one of the greats, yo, Kudos to get props for that. But these other dudes rap, these mumble dudes, they don't look at it as, oh, I'm being this, so I got to come back. These dudes are on drugs. These dudes are little Xanax and little junkie. They don't look at it like that. A little fucking junkie. Well, what did yeah, you think about, different. what did you think about, you, you could speak to this. Lord Jamar has been dissing Eminem for years, saying he's culture vulture, he's not part of the culture, he's this, he's overrated, he's no, this. No, no. I, I want to say, I want to say, before you go, Eminem, you really respect hip hop music. Of he, course, any 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 interview I've heard, he knows he knows the history. He's like a Google he, he, machine of that shit. He he, he respects because yo, he loved it. He was a kid in, in in Detroit, and he said the music, the culture spoke to him. And it wasn't no Marky Mark shit. It wasn't no bullshit where you just uh, use it and break out. This motherfucker. 
loves his shit, and, and he, like, his guys are our guys. The motherfuckers we were raised on. So you can tell that this dude is thorough, and he doesn't disrespect hip-hop culture or black people. He loves hip-hop. Look at his runs. He's very intricate with this shit. It's not, it's, it's, I, I respect Eminem for loving the craft and not disrespecting the craft of rhyming and not putting out, you know, bullshit. He so Lord, Lord Jamar from one of, I, I could say, both of our favorite, uh, one of our favorite groups coming up, Brand yeah, Nubians. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's been shitting on him. Lord, he 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 basically was like, "Yo, Lord Jamar." He he hit him with a few a few lines, and he said, "You could get it too." And I'm like, "Yo, Lord Jamar, the only way you could respond is you can't go on an interview, you can't tweet. Like, yo, you from this shit? Like, you've been dissing him for years. He came back. He said some shit at you. The only thing you could say now is some shit on wax. That's it. Yeah, I mean, yo." And I, I fuck I, with Jamar I, I, and I Brand Nubians. Those, I love those guys, Brand Nubian, Lord Jamar. I, I seen some of that shit on uh, on on YouTube. Him uh, talking about Eminem, and you know he's talking about it like you know him being a guest or whatever in his because he's a white dude, whatever. Yo, I I, I look at this dude Eminem as yo he he respects shit. He wants to be nice. He he wanted to be nice. He wanted to be so he wants to be respected by the icons, Cool J and Kane and and all, all these rock him. He looks up to them dudes, man, and yo, I, I, I respect him that he uh, respected uh, hip hop culture and he didn't toy around with it. And that's that's what it is, man. And and, and he's nice. It's not like he ain't nice. He's nice. <laughs> what do you say? All right. He spit that shit, and his guy, who he patterns his shit after, is Master Eight. Is my dude from Brownsville. So yo, I fuck with him and them. And, and I like motherfuckers that's nice on the mic. And you cannot say that dude ain't nice on the mic. If he was fucking yellow, green, your homeboy's nice. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. I, I agree with you. Um, it's National Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast Day, so you know we had to bring in the young shooter to see what he had to say for himself. Coming up now, my man Dean Collins, the young shooter. All right, as promised, it wouldn't be National I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Day without one of the one of the one of the important members of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast crew. Uh, we know him, and we refer to him as the Young Shooter. The world may not know him as that; they know him as Dean Collins. Dean, hey, Michael, welcome to the National I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Day podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Can I just ask you, when did that become a national holiday? Earlier this year. You know, they have National Cupcake Day. They have dol- They have everything. They have National Dolphin Day. Yeah. Uh, they have National, uh, uh, you know, Rose Day. Um, and somehow, some way... You got into the mix and... Somebody declared uh, September 4th, 2018, National I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Day. That's great. And we don't know who the person is, but... It doesn't matter. We don't fact check. We don't fact check, but it is it is our day. Okay, uh, you've been with us from the beginning, uh, and I heard you beginning. squawking. What do you mean? You were squawking off mic about how you you're, you're not on enough. No, I was just uh, saying, and, and and all that stuff. So you want to squawk to the fans? I was just saying. I feel like has I, it been life changing being on the podcast? It hasn't been life changing because I I don't think I've been on it enough uh-huh. for it to be you know impacting my life. Mm-hmm. But I think <laughs> that I've I've 
I've been on some of the uh, premium podcasts. It's like you save me for that. You, you want to hide the best. me for the real world. Are you uh, somehow uh, better than our best of the best fans? Because if you have premium, it's absolutely the opposite. I want to. I want to be with the people that don't have the money to pay for the premium. I want to have the money. Now you're making it sound like it's expensive to pay two ninety nine a month. Well, I'm you assuming just had a fucking cafe latte. I didn't have shit. I don't drink coffee. Thank okay, you. And I you did had an buy Palmer, yours. I actually bought and, yours. And, and, and like two ninety nine a month is not. A lot Let for me premium just, subscription. We have emergency podcast. Last week we put out a fantastic. I mean, talk about stir the fucking pot. So are the you last dissing emergency that podcast? The the Eminem review of his record Kamikaze is one of the better emergency podcasts that's ever been made. So all the people that are listening now that don't have the premium app, they could they didn't hear that. Nope. Okay. I, and, and and listen, it's not like a we dis- we don't fuck the fans. Yeah. I pride myself. I never will 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 we'll try to hook line the fans. I will never. Foot, You're not gonna like put their. I'll pull never their pants fuck down the fans. Just- I say this. I'll never fuck the fans. Now, if the fans want to meet themselves, if the fans want to meet up with each other, and they wanna they wanna fuck each other, that's between them. But you're not going to personally fuck a fan. I'm not going to be the one who's fucking the fans, literally, uh, but more importantly, fi- figuratively. What if the fan fucks you? How would they do that? You're not going to fuck the fan, but what if the fan fucked you? If the fa- if a f- if one of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast fans tries to fuck me, uh, then they're going to get fucked back. Okay. That, but I'm not going to fuck that. the fan. Let's leave it at that. Okay? Um, and I'm talking all figuratively speaking. But if they sure. literally try to fuck me... Oh, I was talking... Yeah, okay. No, but I'm saying if they literally try to fuck me, figuratively, they're going to get fucked back. You see how that works? You're not actually going to, you're figuratively going to fuck the person that literally wants to fuck you. Exactly. Got it. You, you understand what I'm saying? I do. But, so how, but when you're sort of thumbing your nose at, oh, I was just on a premium podcast the last couple of times and I wasn't on for everybody. Like, I, I just want to be for say everybody. What, say what you want to say to the fans. I would love to just say that you're, you're, I'm happy to be on the Do you know that Mr. Again. Morris... The 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 uh, the minister of defense um, and and arts and craftsmen one of the one of the many arts and craftsmen that makes the great memes uh, artwork along with old school cat uh, along with everybody everybody uh, chimes in there we have a New Jersey rep she makes some great paintings that they're all kid styles uh, that uh, Mr Morris went a viral I saw I, it's absolutely unreal I'm not surprised that he went viral it's a great it's a great meme it's a great Photoshop. Shout out Mr. Morris. That's my dude. And not only did he go viral that 50 Cent uh, put it up, but this fucking picture made the a, a mural. There's a guy that made a mural of Mr. Morris's viral meme that is in Australia. Now, could you imagine? Like, I, I, I'm i not an artist, uh, like, painting-wise. But you're you know, just like... I'm an artist on the mic. Yeah. And, of course, you know, I'm a craftsman. Okay, here. Michael. But, but, but can you imagine, like, of all the things that yeah. you could paint on a wall... That's He's like, it. I'm going to do that. Shout out to Mr. Morris. The motherfucker went worldwide Absolutely. viral. That's worldwide. That's, there's, the facts don't lie. I know you don't have to fact check, but like, they so don't Mr. lie. So Mr. Morris would say, yeah, the, the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast has changed his life. You're saying, I am no, not, fuck I'm, that, it hasn't. No, I'm not going to say it hasn't changed my life. So like, you're better than course, Mr. Morris now. Dad, you're putting words in my mouth. You're saying that. Did I say that? Did I say that? You're better than the rapper pack? Did I say that? I think you're saying that. You're saying you're better than the rapper pack. I'd just like to clarify, I don't drink coffee, and I did buy your cafe latte, and I bought your Arnold Palmer. And it was 11 bucks. It was 11, and I I think I told- 10, 13, $10 told the cashier to keep the change. But that $10.13, you could have got your I Am Rapport Stereo podcast subscription. I have And saved the calories. I have a subscription. I, I know, I'm just, okay. Anyway. Okay, anyway. Have you seen any movies lately? I have not. Scene. Do you like that I'm asking you, like, as the host, I'm kind of being like, hey, have you, you seen You know, anything? because people should sometimes interview me. I just think that it's like, I don't want to just sit no here and be like, talk about me. No one wants to ask me questions here. 
Sometimes it's okay. Yeah, like how's, let, how how has your weekend been? Like how Labor was the Day weekend? weekend? Was good. Um, thanks for asking. You're welcome. Just do you have a follow up question? I'm at. Did you do anything fun? I know you said you were going to a party, and I thought that was crazy. Oh, I, was I like, went to a party. And, I was getting uh, in bed, and you said you were just about to. I went leave. to a party uh, from five to nine. PM. Uh, uh, hung out with this uh, couple of kids. There was it was like adults kids party. Kids were swimming in the pool. What splash. do you mean adults kids party? It was like you know it was like an adults party. But so was kids. it like it wasn't like a rager? It wasn't like a, but was it a kids birthday party that happens to have no, adults? No, it was like it was like a summer sensational year. You know, summer's that, ending party. So it was like normal for adults and children to just be friends hanging out at this party. Because adults have kids. So you're saying normal it was one of their have birthdays kids sometimes. Dean, don't start. Okay, so I haven't seen shit. Have you seen, you saw Black Klansman? I did see Black Klansman. I did not see Black Black Klansman. I'm so, and and you've been in a Spike Lee film, Bamboozled, which is and I was actually really really good. I love in that. Bamboozled. I love that because no, I'm proud of no, that. No, no, movie. no, I love that because I'm watching you and and people over the mic they can't they can't see what I'm seeing. But when I just looked at you and asked you about Bamboozled, <laughs> you looked up and you were so prideful. And you said. I was really, really good in that That's movie. That's one of my performances. It was and, the first performance the I've ever I'm seen. Like, that was fucking dope. And it was the first introduction because- Not, not, not the first time. Because I thought when I first time I saw myself in Z-Bread, yeah, I'm going to keep it funky. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have a future dope. in this. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> and when I got cast to play your son- all those years ago, I didn't know who the fuck you were. Um, but just I thought be- you were Mr. Movie Guy. No, like, I am. Oh, I'm a Mr. Oh, I am. Movie I'm a big, aficionado, I'm a big, but you didn't know who I was. No idea. Bob, I just happened to be starring in a Fox TV show. Yeah, I just thought. But yeah, like, do you think they just fucking picked anybody off the street? I thought Stephen Baldwin had a show that year. Nah, no, um, he didn't. No, he didn't. But my brother was actually the one who said, "Oh my God, Michael Rapport's in that show." And I said, "Who's Michael Rapport?" And he said, "You got to watch this movie." And we turned on Bamboozled, and I remember going, "Oh shit, okay." Yeah, I, I sort of. When I like saw him. myself in Bamboozled, I said, "Oh shit, okay." Uh, you went, "Oh shit, okay." Who's that? And then were you no, like, I didn't "Oh say, shit, oh, shit that's okay. me." Was, I was like, "Oh shit, okay, that's a dope performance." But when, when we were doing it, we were you in weren't. the pocket. Enough about me. Okay, Black Klansman. What yeah. did you think? I actually really liked it. A lot of my friends didn't like it. Um, is it long? Because it I'll say long. this about Spike Lee. Aside from "Do the Right Thing," ninety-nine point nine percent of his movies could use twenty minutes shaving, edited off. out. Yes, even Bamboozled could use fifteen to twenty minutes taken out. Now, what if he had taken out your part? That I wouldn't have been cool with. Then you wouldn't have... Okay. So I did see Black Klansman. I actually really enjoyed it. A lot of the friends uh, that I saw uh, saw it with didn't like it. Are they I, racist? No. And actually, I saw it with my black friend, who's okay. one of my good friends. One Is of my he best racist? friends. He's not racist. But we had this thing... Is he in the clan? He's not in the clan. And let me tell you something about this. I saw it with two of my friends. One of them is black. One of them is Arabic. Okay. Did you do that on purpose? I actually didn't. Like we I'm would, going I with swear, Spike Lee movie. I, I swear. want to get a diverse crowd. I thought it was, I, 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 I didn't think about it until I was sitting down, but it's a very, you know, they're using really, um, exp- what is it? What is it? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yes, I'm not fucking... saying. It. Listen, it's 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 very controversial. Yes. You already know what it is. Yes. But I'm sitting next to my my black friend yes. and my Arabic friend. He texted me after the film when we all were finished. He said, "Yo, what was it like sitting next to Bobo, who's my black friend? His name is Dylan Bobo, during the film." And I said, "It's." I said, "He said, did you were you thinking about it?" And I said, "It's interesting that you said that because I wasn't thinking about it too much." And let me tell you why. Because I'm Jewish. My friend is black. And throughout the film, there's a lot of Jewish uh, insults. You know, they use the word kike. They use terrible words, terrible language against blacks and Jews. And I'm sitting and I told my friend, I said, 
me and the thing about me and my friend who's black is we have this mutual understanding that both of us have been persecuted. Yes. Therefore, I think black people and Jewish people get along very well. Yes. We can sort of relate. You can say that now, but if you tweeted it, you oh, get, it would be. Go. It would be. I, I would not that there's some career that I have fuck right now. Twitter, but, by the way. Fuck Twitter. Okay. And I'm talking. This is my friend. This is my friend Dylan. Okay, and, and I thought you his name was Bobo. Is, I call him Bobo, but for I people that are like, refer, I never I heard only you call him Bobo. Dylan. So, sometimes someone said Dylan's on the phone. I said, "Who the fuck is Dylan?" They said Bobo. And I said, oh fuck, his you last have, name's Bobo. His name is Dylan Jazz Bobo. That's his real name. That's a fucked but up name. I just said we. I think there was that mutual. My Arabic friend, he didn't have that. The, that the Arabs same. have been persecuted. They have, but I'm just saying he was. Listen, it was just about the Jews okay, and the blacks. My man, my man, I'm not trying to get into a whole history of your college buddies. Thank you, man. And and, and I just ask you. Is the movie good or okay. not? Would you say, would you recommend seeing it? I would, or would you say, wait till you it's on HBO? Or would you say, rent it on iTunes? Or if it comes out early on iTunes, would you buy it on iTunes? What's your... What, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it on iTunes. I saw it in the theaters. Yeah. And uh, I just, I recommend seeing the film. I would give it a, a, a B. Okay. I'd give it a B. Okay. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of like, more, more like throwback films lately from the late 90s, early 2000s, revisiting some films that like I what? had never seen before. I'll, one of them from 2004, Sideways, with Paul Giamatti yep. and Virginia Madsen yep, and Thomas Hayden Church. Movie. Loved it. That's like the kind of movie that I would love to direct, love to make, love that film. Okay. Great performances. I saw uh, House of Sand and Fog with Ben oh, yeah, Kingsley yeah. and yes, Jennifer yes. Connelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben was, Kingsley. Yeah, he got nominated for it. That's another good one. I love Jennifer Connelly. Uh, what else did you see? I saw a movie by one of my all-time favorite directors who's only done two films, uh, Todd Field, oh, yeah. who directed Little Children with Kate Winslet, which I love, in yep. 2006. But his first film was this movie called In the Bedroom with Sissy Spacek and Tom Wilkinson. And it, I, I can't believe I hadn't Tom seen it, Wilkinson but it was- got nominated for Yeah, that. it was great. It got nominated for Best Picture. It was so good. Um, but yeah, I've been watching a lot of movies. Been, and, and didn't you say you saw that Road to Perdition? Oh, I'm, I no, I've seen Road to Perdition. That's one of my the, favorite no, movies. No, the one with DiCaprio. You just watched- Oh, 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 oh yeah. That, I'm, I didn't just see it for the first time, but I revisited it, which was Revolutionary Road. And how was that? Amazing. It's I don't think it's for everybody, now, but it, it's so good. Now, are you watching these movies on iTunes? I'm watching uh, them all on Netflix and, uh, and you know, HBO and iTunes and YouTube and all that shit. But okay. And, and is there anything else you've seen that you want to share with the people? Anything new on Netflix? Anything, anything new, new that you've seen? Anything new on Netflix Any other seen? movies that you've seen that are good, that's good? I saw this movie, Tully, with uh, Charlize like Theron, it. that I really did like. And I think I brought up Tully on this podcast to probably give my review about Tully. I, I did see it. I didn't like it. It I made me it. never want to have kids, ever. It, it, it shows the realities of yep. motherhood, especially the first six months. Yeah, and it was just Charlize Theron gained 70 pounds. Now, I don't know if Charlize Theron is like, fuck it, I'm only going to take roles where I have to gain weight. Because so that way I, she I, could just have you could endless do donuts, you're crafty all day. Right. But you're in character. Right. And I don't. that's a really good question, Michael. That's something that maybe you should I mean, ask. Because in her prime, she's one of the great beauties in Hollywood. And she's still one of the great beauties in Hollywood. Not in Tully. Not in Tully. But but that character was that not That might make her beautiful, though. That might make her beautiful. I'm, so I'm talking about in terms of like traditional beauty. Traditional beauty. Got you. In the film, she's about she's she's she just had a baby. She, she's like 50 pounds overweight. Yes, and it's an incredible performance. And it's you see her that it's really she her. is great in it. it. It's not a. She's a really good actress. That movie's good. It's not for everybody. Have you met her? I, I was in a, a yeah, movie what with movie her. I was in um, the fuck was the name of the movie with De Niro, Cuba Gooding. Can I just can I just hold you um, real quick? Um, wait, what's the name? And it was called Navy Diver, but it got released as 
I can't remember the fucking name. That is so sick. I just want to say that just <laughs> really quick. When you're an actor and um, you go, oh man, what was that movie that I did with, fuck, it was with, uh, what was the movie I did with Charlie Theron with Robert De Niro and I'm blanking on the name. That's Men when you know- Men of Honor. Men of Honor. That, I just want to say, that's when you know you've made it is when you're so confused as to what movie, like I've been in so many movies. Was it the one with- The, the, the reason you know why I mean? that movie always confused me- Why is that? Because the name of the movie up until the release was Navy Diver and then about a month before it was released was Men of Honor. Men of Honor's better. So, so but when I, when I was- Getting cast in the film, uh, shooting the film, yeah. shooting the film, uh, through the editing of the film, it was always Navy Diver. Yes. So I was never able to wrap my head around Men of Honor. Okay. I love that film. Of course, Bob uh, De Niro, yes. uh, uh, Cuba Gooding, Charlize Theron was in it, um, and it was, you know, That's incredible. Yeah. But, but I never was able to wrap my head fully around it being called... Men of Honor. Well, it's been what twenty five years now. So not twenty five. It's been that movie we shot that in ninety nine. I was nine. Years. I was nine. Right. And I was looking at the calendar section uh, of the L A Times, and The Sixth Sense was coming out, and that was the movie that I really wanted to see. And you were a full grown adult. Yeah. And here we are. Right. Here we are. So That's when I say nuts. to you, how has the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast changed your life? You need to rethink your answer, my friend. I didn't say it in a negative way. I That's just said okay. I want to be on it more. That's that cool. Be, that's cool. I'm grateful. I'm humble. You're grateful. I'm humble. Humble. How do you think, how do you feel about uh, uh, DJ Khaled? He released a uh, furniture a, line, a, right? a furniture line called We the Best. It, like there's a lot of like gold chairs. I want to say, to DJ Khaled, you're not the best. You don't think he's we, the best? We are not the best. I, but he said, like, yo, it makes your house blessed. Like, no, house, it doesn't bless the, shit. I'm not putting that's gold. That's all part of the ad. I'm not putting gold chairs in my house. I don't care how blessed that is. How about this, DJ Khaled? I'll buy some sage. I'll light it up in the house. I'm not buying your shitty furniture that looks like it belongs in fucking Aladdin. <laughs> I'm sorry. It really does. It, it looks like it belongs in Aladdin. There's a lot of gold. There's a lot of gold. Yes. And he's got his big throne. And, and, and I'm like, can you fit in these chairs? And why are you saying we the best? I mean, why can't it be we are the best? Right. Well, you know, he's hip-hop. No, but I'm just, I know it's hip-hop, but, but it doesn't mean you. Like, but you yo, can't. I'm, I'm hip-hop. But yo, but intelligence I'm, I'm is also hip-hop. No doubt. So I just wanted to say, grammatically talking, <clears throat> we are the best would have been equally as cool. So Eminem. Yes. Um, we released a fantastic, well, I did it myself because I couldn't get a hold of anybody. And, and the thing about emergency podcasts, and I did the last emergency podcast from the Vroom Tomb, a.k.a. my car, yeah. is that they're very impulse-driven. I woke up, listened to the Eminem record, and I was like, this deserves an, uh, an emergency sure. podcast. So since then, um, and then I put out a video, and I was like, basically like, yeah. if nobody's going to respond to this, uh, what the fuck? Tyler, the creator, uh, uh, all the rappers. None of them have shit to say. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, though, who is a rapper who has been around. He has 3 million Instagram followers. I always see him on these big tour stages. I don't know any of his music. I don't know. I don't know anything about him other than uh, I think he stuck it to Amber Rose for a period of time. Like he was dating Amber Rose, which mm. I respect that. I respect that. Why? I'm just, I respect that. Okay. I'm just saying like, that's like, you know, like. Okay, you were dating, you were, you're, you're in the the circle the club. of hip hop. You're in the you're club. in the club of people who you're in the cool kids club at that point when you're when you've made the rounds on Amber Rose as well. You're, you're in kind the of club like, with the other people that have, it's like initiation. Like, yo, here's your new girlfriend, Amber Rose. Welcome to Hollywood, kind right. of thing. You, you have you have that's dope. Welcome, ne- to, welcome to the next three months of your life. Yeah, but but and I and so but he a lot of people um, DM'd me because my whole video 
Uh, Miles, play the video. Yo, it's been over 24 hours since Eminem dropped his kamikaze record. Pissing, shitting, disrespecting so many creators, so many rappers. Not one of you so-called creators, not one of you so-called rappers is gonna come back at old ass Eminem. A bunch of you motherfuckers that Eminem shitted on Claim Eminem as your favorite rapper. Say he influenced you. Where's the influence at? Come back. Show some pride for the sport, for the love of hip-hop. Damn. Come on, man. Is hip-hop dead? You can't just hit Eminem with 16 bars. 16 bars. Three of you could do four each. Come on, man. For the sport, for the love of the game. I was basically saying somebody has to respond to him. Yeah. Somebody has to say something back to him. And Machine Gun Kelly um, put out a, a, a song. And I'll say this. Machine Gun Kelly, I think he's talented. Um, obviously, he, he took a lot of digs at Eminem in his uh, song. It's called uh, Let's Talk About It. Eminem calls himself the rap god. Machine Gun Kelly referred to himself as the rap devil. Uh, so he's sort of playing the antagonizer, the antithesis. The thing about Eminem... And all the other, all these other rappers, like even if you take shots at him, be like, "Ooh, he said that," or "Ooh, he said that." About his skill set and his skill level, it's like if you're doing basic mathematics and somebody else is doing like Calculus. advanced trigonometry. Yeah, it's like like the way he fucks around with the wording and the word patterns. Oh, of course, on this record. Oh, this record really surprised me, and I was I was up when it got released on Twitter. Right when he dropped it, I was like. I have to be honest. I was expecting Homeboy's it to be whack. Homeboy's on some Einstein shit. I was, Einstein I was shit. expecting it to be whack. I didn't know what to expect. First song, I was like, whoa, his shit, he's like, he's I don't he's know back. how you do that. Like, the only other person some that can really shit. get down like that with those crazy patterns, Busta Rhymes. He's the only one who, like, I mean. Flows the, in that. I mean, Just like the wordplay and the speed and the slow it down and the stop. I, I Like, it's. It's it is it's so complex. mathematical it's, though in a way you know it's like must, that's what I'm saying. syllables and, and I would love to ask him like how do you sort of like is it just are you going off the beat or like do you have like a chart and you're like I don't know it's, yeah it's crazy and all those rappers that he insulted they're they, not even in the same I think league. that but I obviously they're not in the same league but I think that they all thought it was really cool that he dissed them. like oh yeah like oh shit Eminem dissed me and to be honest that's how I would respond I would be like. You're right, and I got Eminem to diss me, and that's fucking dope, and I'll just leave it at that. Right. Why Why are you even going to attempt to, because you are, it's like, you you're like a little puppy going up against a pit bull, like, you ain't gonna win the fight. No. Okay, so, but it, but, you so, know. But, but a lot of people wanted to know what I thought of Machine Gun Kelly's response. And was it good? It's fine. Okay, it's well, not he bad. did it. Like, he's, he's, he's good. At he, least he did it. Exactly. At least he said something. And he said a lot. Okay, well, at least he did that. Yes. So, so, so my official uh, response to Machine Gun Kelly's response is, yeah. good job. That's cool. And, like, I don't think he ever, he, he, I don't think he ever thought he was on that level. I don't think he tries to be on that level. I think he does his thing. I think he's happy to be rocking and rolling. He's probably making tons of money. Uh, he, he's apparently stuffing a whole bunch of different chicks. But and we're not going to leave. We're not going to be talking about him. How about this? We'll give him five gold stickers and send him on his way. I don't want to talk about fucking Machine Gun Kelly anymore. Why are we giving him so much airtime? <laughs> because people I don't care to- about Machine Gun. I said it was cool that he made the rap. Leave it at that. Give him the star and fucking send him home. 
Okay. Just because he made a rap against him doesn't mean we like this right, is like at this point. It's just like breaking just for, news, everybody. Just Machine for Gun to Kelly respond back is like a big deal. I thought Machine Gun Kelly was the guy from one hundred one point one, the oldie station. Tom Kelly, Shotgun Tom Kelly. Who? I didn't. I, well, there was a there was an old mobster named Machine, Machine Gun, Gun Kelly. Ke- I'm yeah. done with I'm done with the Machine Gun Kelly. It was about Eminem. You're not a big fan of Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know, but at this point, I'm gonna say I don't like him because I just I don't know why you're talking about him so much. Like you got like there's like some inside stuff no i no nothing like is he paying you to like drop no, his no, name no, on no, you no, like what's no, the deal no. but people wanted to know my response all right well you so gave that, the response now moving along um listen uh we just released uh, another episode a long time uh, uh it's been a long time we've just released uh, the most recent episode of the shame game yes um do you want to talk about what goes into the process of the shame game or actually we I, don't I'm, need- a, I'm asking the question and i'm going to answer it. okay um we've gotten to a point where uh, my DMs are so flooded with most of them are compliments, and because of the shame game, I feel like a lot of people have he- they're hesitant, yeah, to say terrible things. But Dean, Jordan Winter, uh, Dean and Jordan Winter of the Dust Brothers um, have found the, the the shamers. We call them shamers. These are the people that are saying terrible things in the DMs. But let me say one thing, and I tell you, I say, Dean, we're not going to do the shame game. We're doing pre. You you yes. are going to do pre production yes. on the shame game. We're not going to get into the pre production. We don't want to spill the secret sauce as to how we get these things. But I will say, oh, one we have th- tricks. You, oh, fucks. of course, we're not going to say any of that. But we have maybe tricks. for a premium episode, we could kind of you know share share a little bit more. But for right now, I just want to say this. You may think that Michael didn't see the comment or the DM, whatever. I want to let you know something. I've had shame game contestants in my in my inbox. In your sites. That I've been scoping for we the past six marinate. months. We, I we let, let it marinate. marinate. You, know what, you know what the trick is? You let them open up their phone. They have a billion notifications. And they're going, what the fuck is all these? What, what are all these notifications? And they find out something that they said in private over Instagram DM seven months ago has mm-hmm. now been released and I want to let everyone know nobody's safe. Nobody's I have safe. everyone, I have so many people that they, they just think, oh, I'm going on about my life. Oh, I'm going to call said this. Michael Rapport this. Guess I'm going to call his family that. I'm going to threaten him this. Yep. No, asshole. Nope, you just wound up on the shame game and, and we and have you another. Might not, you might not get on there until 2019. You never, There's a waiting list, fuck. It's kind of like like a trial. It's kind of like like being convicted of murder. It's like you're, you're the sentencing, you, like you get a life sentence, but you once don't actually you, get you, executed. Once you put the DM out there, it's we, out. We, right. I got, we have I, it. I have your rest assured. Yes. If it's not from me, the young shooter or Jordan Winter, we will we will find you. Yes, we will we will zero in on you. Yes. Then we'll shame you down. Yes, and that, if we can't shame you, we'll shame your mom, we'll your shame brother, your girlfriend, your brother. If we can't get to any of them and you're underage, we'll call your principal. We've done it. We've done it. We've done it all, and we've done it, and we put it on the gram. So it's not like we're doing it in private. But I think it's a very and I'm important not time. To, I'm not. See, I don't. The thing is that people that listen to the podcast, I'm not trying to like instigate people. No. That these are our, these are friends and fans. No, I know. I'm not saying that they're the ones doing it. No, because we don't get like I don't get people that listen no. to the podcast no, 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 go, no, no, no. oh, Mike, you, this, no, the, the no, no. words that we can't even say. You can't say it. And a lot of people actually are saying it to get on the shame game. Yeah. So a lot of people actually like you, and but we, we they'll say horrible things. We, we will, will not give you that love. You we so won't anyway, give you the attention you, you 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 need. We will drop a little hint that there will be another shame game coming very soon. 
We, Very we know it's been a long time, but I think you and I are going to start doing a little bit more yes. uh, work together yes. and, and, and start putting these things out. But, yes. you know, this is America. Yes. It's, an, it's an important time. Yep. And uh, and we have the This is America shame game coming soon. That, that's right. That's and the title. It's a first year. That's, you so heard it here. it's National I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast Day, you take that little donut, you take that little gem, yeah. you take that little hot fudge sundae we just yeah. gave you, and you fucking, you enjoy it. That's right. The, the This is America Shame Game Edition is coming out. I'm it's not going to say when, but it's coming soon. It's going to be dirty. We're not going to give you dates. Nope. Okay, I we can't. just drop, it's going to be like Eminem. We're going right. to just drop that shit. Right. And you know what? You'll have an emergency talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, you about figure it. it out. You figure it out. All right, Dean. Listen, it's been real, I, man. I, I just want to come back. It wouldn't be a National I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast Day uh, uh, without you here. Thank you, man. Um, so I appreciate it. I know the fans appreciate it. Um, do not thumb your nose at the premium subscribers again. I not will on not. the air. I will Don't not. Don't fucking do it on I the air. I will not. I'm happy to be on there. I just say I want to be in the general population. Don't, I feel don't. like I'm in solitary confinement. I want to join the prison Don't yard. do it again. Seriously, don't 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 do it. I appreciate what you're saying. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, Moody. We did the damn thing. As I told you guys before, football is starting this week, Thursday night. It all goes down. And then, of course, every Sunday for the next 17 or 18 weeks till we get to the playoffs, it's going down. I have a feeling, I have a feeling me and Tommy G are going to come out of the Fantasy Football Follies Woodworks with something nice for the people this week. I'm not promising, I'm not guaranteeing, but I have a feeling that is going to happen. Um, it's I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Day. Tweet us, DM us, Instagram us, all that stuff. Uh, my name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Pusha T of Podcasting. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. Do you have any final thoughts on uh, National I Am Rappaport Podcast Day? We the best, and there's nothing you can do about it, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's very well put. Uh, Miles Jordan... Take us out of here. Dean Collins, a young shooter. Uh, appreciate you rocking with us. Uh, G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. We're done.